Let's just take a deep breath together. As we recognize this beautiful day of celebration. Knowing in this moment that this is a beautiful spirit and grace-filled day. Realizing in this moment that love, the very essence of spirit, is expressing in us, through us, as us. And as we look in the eyes of our beloved, we see that spirit is staring back. When we recognize that place in us that is love, and we recognize that place in the other person as love, we know that there is no separation. In that moment, we recognize we are one. Knowing that this day and this service unfolds gracefully and beautifully. I know that it is a blessing and that we are blessed. I release my prayer knowing that this is already so. And together we affirm it by saying, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, Cherie. Thank you. The beautiful opening to a beautiful day, incredible celebration. Welcome, the family that's here today. We just are honored by your presence. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center, and I welcome you home. Welcome home to our community and welcome home to your own mystic heart, because that's where all of your answers really are. So we're going to begin this morning with uh, our joining our voices together in chant. And we'll see the lyrics up on the screen. We are opening up in sweet surrender. Oh 
Singing is such a powerful form of prayer. And so we have a blending today. We're on a Teze Sunday, which means this is a meditative service, and yet we have such great celebration today. And so I may move back and forth between the one tone and the other, and maybe I won't be able to help it. So there we are. <laughs> So this month, we are tending to the heart. That's our theme for the month. And in the second week of February, we'll be exploring a little bit about what it means to live from a strong heart. Last week, we talked about the full heart. This week, we're looking at the strong heart. It seems like an appropriate topic for a 50-year anniversary, living with a strong heart. <laughs> but first, let's ground ourselves in this moment beginning by taking a couple of nice deep breaths, breathing in peace, and breathing out love. Every inhalation, filling yourself with a deep sense of peace and consciously sharing your love through the out breath. <clears throat> moving into the stillness within you and letting your breath just settle into its own pace and its own flow maybe allowing it to slow itself just a bit and just being present fully present blessed with the gift of life Just breathing. And we take a moment in this place of stillness each week to feel our connection with all that is, with our global community, not only the human community, but with all of life. We are connected. We're connected to all that we would call living 
and all that we would call non-living. The light of spirit burns brightly within each and every one of us. Every human, every animal, every plant, every rock. Perfect expression of God can be found in the sand and the soil and the water. Every creature shining with its divine light, teeming with life and intelligence, radiating its own form of divinity in the world. So we feel our connected with all of that. And we extend our light to the heavens as we feel the light within us radiating brighter and brighter, reaching into the heavens, to the clouds, to the stars, into the cosmos. And sensing that all of it is radiating with the same divine light. There is no separation. There is only unity. There is only love. There is only spirit. So feeling the truth of these words, we share a heartfelt intention for our time together today. We attend to the heart. And we ask what it means to live from a strong heart. We explore what it means to love, to really love ourselves and one another. And we celebrate that love as the recommitment for Ellie and Randy this morning. So acknowledging our commitment and our connection with all of life, our collective work here is empowered. Our collective prayer and meditation leave an imprint of peace, of love, of grace on the world, on the cosmos for all time. Through the practice here today, transformation is occurring. Wholeness is being revealed by means of us. So February, the time of year that we take the time to contemplate love. Last week, we talked about love as God's self-givingness. This is how we would define love in the spiritual sense. The infinite intelligence, the universal intelligence, the infinite possibility, Mother Earth, whatever you would call that which is bigger than all of us, is giving of itself, and that is love. And being made in the image and likeness of that intelligence, or so we're told, um, each of us has the capacity to give of ourselves, to offer our gifts in the world. Each of us has the ability to love. This is why we're here, I believe. This is our purpose on earth, to give of ourselves for the good of the whole, to love wholeheartedly. 
author Angelus Arian in her book, The Fourfold Way, shares the wisdom she has gleaned from her interactions with uh, native peoples. She says that many native cultures believe that the heart is the bridge between father sky and mother earth. It's a beautiful image, the bridge. For these traditions, the four chambered heart, the source for sustaining emotional and spiritual health is described as being full, open, clear, and strong. 50 years of marriage certainly requires living with and from a full, open, clear, and strong heart. Anything in life that we're truly committed to requires the same. So last week we talked about what it means to be full-hearted. Full-hearted living means that we are all in. We're fully, fully engaged. We're committed to the people and the situations in our lives. We mentioned that where we're open-hearted, we're embracing new possibilities and we're softening whenever we become rigid or defensive. So we maintain an awareness and we consciously soften. Where we're clear-hearted, we're acting from the clarity that really can only come from a deep intuitive listening, not just to what's going on around us, but more so to what's going on within us, rather than living from confusion or doubt or indifference. And where we're strong-hearted, we are courageously able to be our authentic selves, whatever that looks like. And that is where we're gonna spend our time today. Author Brene Brown has a lot to say about authenticity and wholeheartedness. She says that where others approach life half-heartedly, wholehearted people have the courage to bring their full selves to the table. So what does it mean to bring your full self to the table? Take a moment to reflect on your own life, your own relationships, the places that you frequent, the roles that you fill. Is the you that shows up in your primary relationships the same you that hangs out with friends or shows up for work? In my life, this often looks like asking myself, is the me that wakes up next to my husband in the morning and cares for my home, the same me that shows up at Mystic Heart and faces the people that I work with? Am I consistent in how my personality shows up? Not am I perfect in every moment as I show up, because none of us is perfect in every moment. Am I always kind, loving, and compassionate? Well, those are good questions, but none of us is always kind and loving and compassionate. It's not a bad target to shoot for. But what I'm talking about is, am I consistent? Do people know what to expect when they walk into a room and find me there? Does what I'm thinking and feeling on the inside match 
how I'm speaking and acting on the outside. This is one form of consistency. Also, would the people I work with see the same me that my family sees? That my close friends see? Or does my personality change chameleon-like as I move from one setting to the next? So I realize that different roles sometimes require different qualities or strengths coming forth. But in moving through my day, do I live from my values? Or do I fudge here and there to please others or to make myself feel more comfortable? Do I express my feelings and opinions respectfully? Or do I hold them in to keep the peace? Do I dress in what feels comfortable? Or do I try to keep up with the latest styles and wear what others will approve of? Does my home reflect who I truly am? Or have I surrounded myself with what will impress my friends and my neighbors? Is there a sense of consonance between my internal and my external life? Or is there dissonance? Do I live from integrity, honesty with myself and with others? And do I live that way consistently? These are all important questions. Am I living my life authentically? All of that, am I bringing myself to the table? St. Francis said, it is no use walking somewhere to preach unless our walking is our preaching. It is no use walking somewhere to preach unless our walking is our preaching. The good news is that there's no such thing as an authentic person and an inauthentic person because authenticity <coughs> is not a fixed quality. It's a skill that you practice over time. It's a choice that you make and then you practice. I said, that's the good news. That might also seem like the bad news. <laughs> like you've got to practice like everything else in life. Anything that you want to be real and true with takes practice. So Brene Brown says, authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we actually are. Being yourself can feel difficult at times. It can mean becoming vulnerable, being willing to be seen for who you are, but I think it's well worth it. When you practice authenticity, you give your silent permission to others to do the same. In my research for today's talk, I found an interesting quote from a young pastor of a Christian church in Los Angeles. We don't have any of our, well, we have one kind of younger here today, huh? We have some younger folks here usually. They're out at the lake camping, like younger folks will do. 
but I'll share this with them later. He says, I think it is wise. Oh, no, no, those are my words. I think it's wise that we hear what he has to offer. He says that authenticity is more than honesty. Of all the things the millennial generation wants out of church and out of the organizations that they take part in, authenticity may be the most important. As a 20-something pastor who lives in Silver Lake, a very creative, diverse, and subversive neighborhood in LA, <laughs> I see the need for authenticity in the hearts of my neighbors as well as in my own heart. It's the battle cry of our generation. Often expressed publicly with ironic clothing and accessories, or more privately with heart-to-heart -heart conversations over coffee and other things we love. He goes on to say that, I think the cry for authenticity stems out of the reality that we're a generation let down by previous ones. That's hard for me to hear. <laughs> Past ideals don't work for us. We're fed up with wearing masks and hiding the truth about ourselves in an effort to blend in because it starves our hearts and leaves us empty. We crave a place and people that we can be our true selves with and that we can be truly loved. We're crawling out from the bushes and searching for more. We're calling others out to do the same too and are creating new standards for relationships. I thought that that was so powerful to hear because most or all of us have relationships with millennials somewhere in our lives. And sometimes we find it hard to, to connect or understand. But it seems that really all they're looking for is for people who are real and who treat them respectfully as real beings, no matter what the appearances are. So the book of Ephesians in the Christian scriptures <laughs> calls those who seek to live a spiritual life or to put off the old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, to put on the new self, created as the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So I'm going to read that again, because somewhere I didn't start my quotations properly. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I left out a couple words because they didn't fit with our philosophy so much. In other words, what this is saying is dare to step out of who you think you're expected to be and into the image and likeness that you were created to be. I believe that each of us has been intentionally and perfectly created with specific traits and qualities, unique gifts to share with the world. I don't believe that any of us are accidents or that anything's missing or wrong or broken 
Our life's purpose is to develop and share our gifts. This is the way that we leave our positive imprint on the evolution of humanity. This is the way we practice love in the world. This is how we live wholehearted, full-hearted, strong-hearted lives. So sharing these ideas today, I'd like to close with a brief prayer and our connection and creation of a love-soaked world, which we do every week as we pray our way into our transition of celebration with Ellie and Randy. So let's close this portion in prayer, holding these words as your reality, if they hold true for you. We are in the presence of the one. <clears throat> one life, one source, one love. And I call that one God. It is known as spirit, as intelligence, as pure possibility, as the process of life unfolding. But whatever name we call it, I know that God is forever giving of itself as creation. And so each and every being is an expression of divinity, completely whole. Every quality of spirit firmly planted within each and every one of us, just waiting for us to remember, to reach inward and to access. In this holy moment, I call attention to the peace within each one of us, to the love, the compassion that are forever available waiting for expression. I bring my awareness to the power and the courage that dwell within each one of us, to the light that shines within, to the life that I am, to the life that you are. I acknowledge my authenticity and my inherent freedom in graciously expressing my true self. I know that as one by one, each of us steps into what is right and true within us, we are doing our part to create a love-soaked world. Together we envision a world completely transformed by all of the creative love and wholehearted action we are expressing individually and collectively. So I invite you to see this within your own mind's eye and your own heart. A world that is peaceful, joyful, abundant, and free. Where all beings live as one family, caring for one another and our beautiful planet as the sacred beings that we are. A world where everyone has plenty of nourishing food, a warm and comfortable home, medical care, education, creative contribution, and a sense of belonging. 
can you see with me a world where every being is valued for its inherent goodness and light? Where the peace we cultivate within shows up in our world as radical love and compassion. We feel and know a world without greed, where there's absolute abundance in having enough. Where every being as a precious creation of God is deserving of all of the blessings that life has to offer and receives those blessings willingly and gratefully. Mm, what a beautiful world we're envisioning as we place our faith in the infallible givingness of our source. And we honor our heartfelt vision. And as we do, the world is changed even if just a little bit. It has changed in this instant and I give thanks for that. I'm so grateful for everyone who is here today in community and in celebration. And I am profoundly grateful for every blessing of this and every day. And so by this act of prayer, we become wholehearted. We begin to live from a strong heart, serving as the hands, feet, voice, and heart of God, doing its world, work in the world. And when we do that, all things are possible. And so knowing the power of my holy word, I release this prayer <laughs> to the loving power and intelligence that I call God with absolute faith in its immediate action. I know it is done. And so we affirm this together by saying, and so it is, amen. And so let this vision become real in your heart and in your mind. Carry it with you, live it, see it, infuse it with your faith. Feel it and know that it's possible and it's happening now. Because what I know is that there is no lack or limitation in spirit, in God. There is no reason whatsoever that we cannot have such a world.
what kind of world are we creating? Hold on to our vision. Let it bring a smile to your face. Let it bring hope and joy to your heart. Know within yourself how powerful we are to affect change when we want to. So I invite you, as you feel ready, if you haven't already, to open your eyes, rejoin the atmosphere of the room, take in whatever's before you, and prepare your heart to celebrate. Repeat after me as together we affirm that there is power in our prayer. There is power in our vision. Living from the fullness of our hearts. We are revealing heaven on earth. Right here, right now. So it is. Amen. So each Sunday, we invite you to join in the celebration of the work we're doing by sharing of your financial good, should you choose to, to help us uh, support the work we do. Um, we also have a gracious giving program for anyone who wants to make a heartfelt contribution on a monthly basis. And we always have more information. Just ask if you have questions about that. So rather than figuring out where to place this, we're going to do this and then move into the, the ceremony. And so as we prepare for our offering today, I invite you to consider the words on the screen and to know that these are words that we hold um, very close to our hearts. So I invite you to speak these with me if you wish to. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I bless this gift, sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. So as we have our offertory, don't hesitate to get up and dance. Jason Mraz has a song about authenticity. It's called You Do You and I'll Do Me. <laughs> I know that it is. 
went to such a cool church did you <laughs> in the space of coolness <laughs> and love i just simply feel blessed having you all here and knowing that your gifts come from your heart Knowing that that love circulates not only in and as our community, but radiates out from us. No telling how far that would go. So in the space of gratitude, I pass my prayer to Reverend Diana. I just graciously receive every gift that's given today with deep love and appreciation knowing that it supports our work in our community, in our world, and that we are the holders of a vision that will help to lift humanity and our world to its next greatest yet to be. 
And so thank you so much for all of the gifts given. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. Amen. So we have no invitations today. If you're curious what's going on this week and this month, you have a bulletin. You're welcome to take it with you. We have an awesome website with everything we're doing on it. And so I think that today was a really appropriate topic to celebrate a 50-year marriage and a 55-year love affair. <laughs> Falling in love at 13 and 16. Wow. <laughs> what a privilege it is for each one of us to witness such strong-hearted and courageous commitment and to witness the recommitment of love through a renewal of vows. So Ellie and Randy, we take delight in sharing this time, this celebration with you today. Lots of people believe that entering into marriage in the, is like a final step in a passionate relationship, love affair. And then, you know, they meet, they get to know each other, and then ultimately they date and then they tie the knot, right? That's it. That's the final step. <laughs> <laughs> anybody that's been married knows that's not true <laughs> the final step in a couple's relationship isn't the marriage that's only the beginning and it's the beginning of a grand adventure that will be long and fruitful hopefully for every couple certainly it has been for ellie and randy you've shared the joys and the blessings and the challenges probably of married life for 50 years. And this day, it's your wish to reaffirm your commitment to working together to make your marriage continue to grow and blossom. May the ceremony remind you that despite the stresses in every life, your love, your respect, your trust and your understanding of each other will continue to increase and your contentment will increase and your joy will be heightened through your lives together. One of the greatest blessings that's come from Ellie and Randy's marriage is this beautiful family. This is not all of it, but it's part of it. And um, Violet and Miriam are two Thompson granddaughters. And so they each have a few words to share so Violet, would you like to come up first? And I have it here if you want. Okay. My grandparents were married on February 14th, 1972. Grammy was 18 and Papa was 21. Their marriage has had 600 months of hugs, 2,608 weeks of laughter and a few tears, 18,262 days of patience and understanding, 438,280 days and nights of kisses. They've had a home filled with love and a family filled with memories. It is and continues to be a blessed life. Congratulations, Grammy and Papa. With each anniversary, your love has become deeper. Your trust has become stronger because it has had time to grow. Your struggles become strengths because they have been worked out with care. Togetherness becomes oneness because you take the time to share. 
When a marriage is nurtured, it continues to grow with each passing anniversary. God's guidance and blessings have given you 50 years of contentment and understanding through hard times and easy times. Congratulations to my grandparents. Beautiful, thank you. So from the book of First Corinthians in the Christian Bible, chapter 13, verses four through eight. This is um, a scripture requested by Ellie and Randy to offer some powerful words for this special occasion. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love, true love, never fails. So Ellie and Randy, would you please come to the front and with Violet and Enzo and turn to face your beloved community as we witness the renewal of these vows. Would it be okay for the two of you to switch places with Violet so I can see your eyes? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So Ellie, I'm going to pick this up so I can look straight at you. Do you reaffirm your love for Randy? Yes, I do. Agreeing? Not so quick. <laughs> <laughs> to do everything, agreeing to do everything in your power to sustain that love no matter what circumstances present themselves. Yes, I do. <laughs> And do you commit to support Randy's individual growth, even as the two of you continue to grow together throughout your remaining years? Yes, I do. And is it your intention that your marriage to Randy will continue for the remainder of your days? Oh, yes. Randy, do you reaffirm your love for Ellie, agreeing to do everything in your power to sustain that love no matter what circumstances present themselves. Yes, I do. Do you commit to support Ellie's individual growth even as the two of you continue to grow together throughout your remaining years? Yes, I do. And is it your intention that your marriage to Ellie will continue for the remainder of your days? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> On your wedding day, you exchange rings as a symbol of your never-ending circle of love. Rings serve as a reminder of your wedding vows as you move through your daily lives. And it reminds you of your commitment to living in unity and in love and in happiness. So at this time, it's appropriate to reconfirm the meaning of the rings that you wear. So can I ask you to please join your uh, left hands 
You can join them all. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just excited. <laughs> Randy, please repeat after me. Ellie, I wear this ring you placed on my hand. Ellie, I wear this ring you placed on my hand. As a symbol of my love. As a symbol of my love. And commitment to you. And commitment to you. And Ellie, Randy, I wear this ring you've placed on my hand. Randy, I wear this ring placed on my hand. As a symbol of love. As a symbol of love. And commitment to and you. Commitment. <laughs> and so Ellie and Randy have chosen a unity candle ceremony. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> I thought he'd already slipped it on me. So this is the commitment for the rest of the years right here. It's a good commission. It is. <laughs> Beautiful. So they've chosen to do a, a unity candle ceremony as a way of closing out their this part of the ceremony and celebration. And so I know my eyes are all I can't read through my either. <laughs> So Ellie, if you'd come over on this side, I'll step a little bit out of the way. And if each one of you would please light a taper candle to symbolize your individual selves and your individual spirits. Because each of you is a person in and of yourself. 50 years ago, you chose to marry, and today each of you will take your individual candle and together light the golden unity candle in honor of your 50 years together. And to symbolize your commitment to live out the rest of your days as man and wife. I think you should go back over and okay. get closer to him. That's what I think. <laughs> May the light of love, the light of understanding, the light of respect, and the light of passion shine eternally in your marriage. I ask that you each remember to continue to cherish each other as special and unique individuals, and that you each respect the thoughts and ideas of the other, and most of all, be able to forgive each other. <laughs> not to hold grudges against one another and to live each day in love with each other, being really in love with each other, always being there to give love and comfort and refuge to the other in good times and in bad. So it is with pleasure and a great sense of honor that I conclude the renewal of your marriage. Please celebrate this renewal of vows with a kiss. <laughs> And a toast.
So if Sony and John would like to come forward for a toast. Ali's oldest son, John. When I sat down to write this speech, I got the photo album out that my mom made me from when I was a kid. I looked through the old pictures that followed our family life. The album spans, spans from the early days of my parents' relationship through many milestones until I graduated high school and moved out of the house. There were countless memories of the many good times we had together. It occurs to me now that celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary is like flipping through that old album. Today is a day for remembering the old family friends and our shared occasions and experiences. The album begins with a photo of my parents on their wedding, wedding day. Today we are celebrating that day and all the days together since that special wedding day 50 years ago. <laughs> We are celebrating their commitment, love, and loyalty. We are celebrating the marriage of a young couple who were able to stay together through all the ups and downs. <laughs> he was trying to give you visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> and to celebrate how they have been able to raise a loving family together. Mom and dad, we are all gathered together today to show you how much you mean to us. You're wonderful, wonderful parents and great friends. I know that you are both happy to have everyone here today to celebrate the special occasion. And we're all very happy to be here to wish you well. I could have, could have not asked for a better model of a healthy marriage than the two of you. Happy anniversary.
fortunate to have one another. We feel fortunate to have Ellie and Randy here in Reading. And so we're going to continue our celebration with some food, really good food. We always have good food here and fellowship next door right afterwards. But I'd like us to stand and sing just one chorus of our closing song and direct all that love to Ellie and Randy today. So can we do that? Stand and we're just going to do one round of the chorus, and it's all coming at you. Don't make me cry, I just got done. <laughs> <laughs> Love be with you, peace unfold you, spirit lift you, breathe in, truth 
today and please stay for lunch <laughs> out in zoom land have a beautiful sunday